Hello everyone, my name is Mika, your host of Amelo Barista Podcast. And in this episode, we will introduce your new coffee friend. Her name is Betty V. From a graphic designer to a coffee roaster, we hope her coffee journey can inspire you. And if you're from Singapore, you can support her business by ordering coffee on our crowdfunding page. Through every bag of coffee sold, Betty will donate $2 to Amna Barista. You're not only helping Betty to start her business, but also you're helping the coffee community because we donate $100 every week to help a barista in need. It is worth your tip to say thank you to those awesome baristas worldwide. If you're a barista, you can apply for this $100 donation. If you're a coffee lover just like us, want to help the coffee community, you can order the Brewing Guy online or make a direct donation. If you're a business owner, you can also join us as a charity partner. You can sell your coffee, your brewing tools on the crowdfunding page with us. We believe that humanity runs on coffee, so let's work together and help people behind the cup. Hey, well, I'm born in Miri, um, Sarawak, so it's more towards Eastern Malaysia. And I happen to be brought up in Brunei, Darussalam, instead. I mean, it's a completely different country. And I spent most of my teenage life there. Eventually, after that, I get to move on to a place called Melbourne, Australia, Victoria. And that's where I actually get to soar, like um, express myself. Okay, before that, I'm a person that actually like to express myself a lot. Yeah, so I use design to actually express myself in the first place. So that's why I got myself into design. So I applied um, the foundation of art, design and architecture in RMIT in uh, Melbourne. And eventually got myself a Bachelor of Communication Design. Yeah, so after that foundation, I moved on to more focused on to graphic design. Then after that, I did went back Brunei for for a bit, but it's still not the country for for me to see myself to advance straight away. So that's why I moved on to Singapore. Like it's quite close, like two two hours. I give it a try. I mean, I applied a lot of places and got a graphic designer job. Yeah, but then um, things didn't turn out quite well in the corporate world. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just that it's good to try, but it's not. I mean, it's my expressive um, attitude like gives me this limitation to be expected in the corporate world. So that's why it's like, ah. While I study in um, Melbourne, coffee. Coffee is the one that actually was the secondary. Like I studied design and then like I enjoy the culture of coffee over there. Yeah, so that's... So at first I thought like, you know, coffee would be like... um secondary thing and then it turned out the other way wrong so i mean it's not too bad i mean right now it's the only thing that keeps me going yes after graphic design i moved on to fmb i mean it was a lot harder to apply job back then as in like um, nowadays i observe like if you want to learn about coffee you can simply just like uh, apply part-time and then just learn from the professionals yeah, but last time, like, a lot of things are much more tighter. Like, uh, people don't really express themselves as much and they don't really share. I mean, that's my observation. So it's a bit tight. Like, uh, I'm good. I'm better than you. 
But I'm glad it's a lot better now. Like things are more loosened and the people started sharing. You know, there's still a bit here and there, but a lot, a lot better. Yeah. So yes, I moved to FMB nine. Started way, way bottom, like uh, waitress. Not even close to coffee. Waitress and uh, Italian. Waitress. Yeah, in the Italian, but that's not too bad as well because that's where I learned my service. I mean, I was in this um, really heavy turnover Italian place called Rubato. And I'm glad I met this uh, manager that's actually very disciplined. And he trains all his staff really well and takes good care of us as well. So yes, that's the really first thing that, because if I want to learn about coffee, I'll need to know all about my service as well. I mean, it's really important. That's true. Yeah, not just like making coffee for people and so, I mean, exactly. when I reflect back, it's like, it's a, it's a good start. But I guess everything happened for a reason. I appreciate every little single thing that I, that come by me. So after the Italian place, um, my first part-time, after I converted to PR, like a permanent resident in Singapore, because you can only like work as a part-time if you are a permanent resident here. Usually, because mm-hmm. um, it's very hard for them to get a quota. So my first, very first cafe would be Jimmy Monkey. Jimmy Monkey is a very Australian-based. Yeah, so I was really happy that I got hired there. Then um, instead of being just a part-timer, I'm really a permanent part-timer there, like meaning I work almost like a full-timer, which is a really good thing. But um, yes, like I mentioned back then, a lot of people are so hold out. And I wasn't even allowed to touch the coffee machine. <laughs> like... I was restricted. It's like, no, don't get close there, you know? Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I guess that was um, not intentional. I'm not sure whether they realized that, but it actually kind of hurt me. Like, okay, fine. But things got loosened up a little bit as I get closer to my colleagues. And then they told me, if I really want to learn, it's not a place for me to learn here. And uh, I need to really prove myself that I really want to learn. I went out as in, like I mentioned, I, I work permanently more than just a normal part-timer. So my pay, I use my pay to actually apply to this uh, academy. So at least I to be trained professionally, that standard, that basic. Then after that, I do my practice at work. You said that that, that was the first job that I had working in a coffee mm-hmm. shop as a barista or not? No, not yet. So what did you do there? If I cannot touch the espresso machine. Just then. serving just serving uh, coffee and serving food. Like a waitress as well. Okay. Yeah. Like a waitress in a coffee well, shop. That doesn't make sense. I mean that's that's quite true. Like you need to like what if like customers, you know, ask you like, okay, what what's serving today? And you'll be like, I'm not sure. But, After I applied the academy, like with my own money, then they knew I applied it and they saw my determination. But of course not straight away, they allow me to touch. It's only um, during like uh, non-busy hours, like not much customers, just, just one or two in the evening. Because this location is actually way into the residential area. So like uh, normally weekdays are a bit down. So that's where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you can practice your, your latte art. Yes, I was very into latte art. Then I started as latte art and then I moved backwards. Espresso to brew. So I was practicing until like, wow, I was very into latte art. I didn't even know how to calibrate a coffee then. 
not until I went to the academy. It makes sense, right? You're a designer, so Latiara is for the eyes. You say, this is beautiful. I want to make that. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, so I liked it a lot. Like, I used that as my therapy, even if it's, like, during slam hours. Like, so I used that as, like, a blocker. Okay, what's next and what's next? Okay, so after that, (laughs) after that place, I actually moved on to another place called Nook and Cranny. It's a cafe that was taken over by a previous, I mean, it's kind of complicated, but I was straight away applied as a, I mean, put as a head barista. The owner trusted me a lot, like based on how I proven myself. So he gave me this uh, chance to take power of the team. So yes, that place, I spent a good one year and a half. Really, I mean, doing everything alone is, is not easy because he trusted me too much that he don't allow my part-timers to help me steam my milk. Wow. So I do everything. So it's bad when you get too much trust <laughs> but, from yeah, someone. I know. I mean, I needed help. Like a lot of times that I wanted to eat my lunch and my colleagues were like, Maybe you should go eat. I'm like, how can I eat with customers? <laughs> I have a boss is watching behind yeah, me. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I mean, eventually, like during the end of my one and a half year, like when I was about, I was really tired. So end of that, then eventually it was slowly like, oh, okay, she really needed help. So let's train the part-timers to help out. And then there's another place called Hot Hardware. So this is where I actually started my actual coffee, coffee journey. So why I say that is because um, Nice rejected me. Then I went to Chasing Park Hardware as an admin. I wanted to learn the paperwork as well because my dream is to actually open a cafe, but not now, but then it was open a cafe. So in order to open a cafe, I need to know the front end, the back end, everything as a whole. Maybe a little bit of paperwork will help me as well to understand. So yes, I applied admin, but the admin is quite quite a tough job for me as well, actually. I will always go to work an hour earlier. I'm quite privileged the place. It's a very coffee place back then in uh, 2017. Very coffee place, meaning like they do cupping session every morning, every morning. So like I'll go an hour earlier just to, even if I don't understand what cupping is, I just go for it. Taste all the coffee, it tastes all the same. Eventually, I found my favorite, but that's not the part. I need to be objective about it. Then my taste bud just got better. Then I treat that as a therapy now that because I'm an admin, that I don't do barista job anymore. Then that time, yeah. So that's my only access to coffee, and that's good enough. Then eventually, they needed people to help out in uh, the cafe side, so I joined their events also help out in their cafe just right below my office that yeah admin job just right below but before that back then is so well to do as in now you need to be examined before you go behind the bars which i think is really important like uh, you need to pass before you make coffee which is great because that's where i come from as well i wasn't allowed to touch right so I completely understand that, that whole thing. I wasn't like uh, angry or anything, but actually thankful because it's not just a playground. Yeah, if you are serious about coffee. Yes, coffee is serious. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, eventually, <laughs> yes, got yourself disciplined and all, all the aesthetics of coffee. It's very important. I mean, instead of being a mess, 
before that, I went to this uh, a part-time a while, just a week in uh, Bone and Brains, this cafe. I need to mention this because the, the owner actually helped me in steaming my milk. Like when I steam milk, normally people will hold by the uh, handle and then test the, um, the heat of the whether it's enough. But somehow she knew by observing me that my stability only helps when I actually hold that actual picture without the handle. It may be hot, but as a barista, it should feel hot. So eventually, now, until today, because of her, I steam my milk really well based on that. So she's one of the very important person in your coffee journey that helped you to improve your uh, latte art skills. Correct, yeah. We sometimes meet some people who are willing to help us and to make us better. Yeah, I mean, like the, the owner of uh, Brown and Prince, she, she is very determined. Like um, she she built up the company from scratch as well. So she's really strict, which I'm thankful, very thankful for, because when when you're strict, means you're serious and like you you have very high expectations. And that's where I yes. learn under pressure. I'm someone that actually works under pressure, really. Moving back on to Chasen Huat Hardway. Yeah, so I help out. I help them out in their coffees, like their brewing at first. Like I didn't know what to do. Then I told the head barista, I'm nervous and I can't do this. And then and she said, why are you nervous? You like coffee, right? Go for it. Like, I'll tell you what to do. Like, and then I'll let you be and I'll come back and watch how you are. Then I'm like, okay, I'll go for it. It was a mess at first. Like I, I didn't know what to do because it was over there is always like really busy. Like coffee after coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not espresso. Espresso I was very used to espresso already and this is brew. And I wanted to do brew, so I need to be I need to do good. So okay, so that's when I actually picked up true practice. I picked up my aesthetics, meaning like what the flow of what to do first all the way to serving customer or while I'm brewing and then when customer starts talking to me and I'm quite natural that I'm not interrupted so some people naturally feel like you know confident in I mean what their coffee is about to be served to them or during it's a personal growth in a sense like uh, nobody actually train trains but I always picture myself that I want to be served the way the way I I mean, like, I was, the coffee is brewed to me. So always standing in, in people's shoes. Eventually, then I stopped my admin job because I got so distracted to coffee. <laughs> then um, they thought, like, I kind of, you know, really, I'm mean, still the same place. They thought, like, my interaction with customers were really good, but I don't really shine, shine a lot there as much as I want to. So um, they thought that maybe I'm more suitable to do their retail where I have direct contact I and mean, direct interaction with customers, like sharing about coffee, machines, products. Yeah, so that's where I am now, all the way up to their second uh, outlet in the mall. So I've been sharing, like, even if it's just normal customers, they tell me that they can like um, feel it in my eyes that I'm quite genuine and selfless. That's what they, I'm always told. Yeah. I wanted to do a lot more. Yeah. Then I turned part-time, then I continued doing, and I started the whole um, branding thing by sharing coffee. 
like coffees that I have at home, I would like to share, like the ones that I enjoy. I share around with different people. And back then, I call it the hashtag coffee sharing. So I share, share around like a few dosages and then that's how I made a few more coffee friends. It took me a year. I mean, like uh, not intentionally, but then um, naturally every day I brew my own coffee, I share. And then I remembered like, yeah, 2020, that's when I converted to part-time. So that's when I really get into my own, oh, my branding. Yeah. So much when uh, Singapore actually get into circuit breaker, I got lost at first. I didn't know what to do because that's when I just converted to part-time and then I lost it. I can't do anything. I'm just stuck at home. I mean, there was a lot of emotions going on because I really did not expect that to happen. Uh, eventually, no worries. Like I, I bring myself up and find some ways that I could actually help by, like I said, I would like to always be in someone else's shoes. So I'll imagine them like being locked up at home as well. Like what would, what would they do? So I started all this like videoing and even teaching people, like people that want to know how to make coffee from scratch. with no knowledge at all, but I don't mind teaching from India shoes. Like I don't know all these uh, recipes or non-recipes or dripper or things. I made like two IGTVs, like, I'm so afraid to be in front of the camera at first. But yes, that brought me up better from this. At first, it was just really just about sharing, sharing and sharing. And then I get to know people. They start to look for me to collab. But I was completely new to this. So the collab didn't really happen, happen because, um, yes, uh, it was kind of an indecisive kind of decision from a friend. More people, they kept telling me like they like the way I do my things. Started talking to me, started asking me for tips, asking me for, or maybe even just sharing their daily life somehow, like very casual, which I'm good because I'm, I'm that kind of person. Like I just, I don't want to be restricting, like, oh, I'm not talking to you and all. I mean, like, uh, it has been my platform. The brand just builds up along the way. And then uh, I happened to get into this uh, community group in the chat that um, this place called Compound Coffee, they are actually really kind. They offer free classes of uh, online, free classes online on roasting. So I was thinking like, why not just give it a try? So I just try and I attended their, I mean, since there's nothing to do anyway during circuit breaker, so I... And I really want to learn more than just making coffee. So I went to study their, I mean, their videos of their, their theories of what roasting really is, all the science and all, did all the assessment that is required. After that, when things got a lot better, like a few months after that, places start to open. And then that's where I start practicing beans. And they're really kind to the point that they do not mind like letting me try their, their beans, like one kg. 2kg that kind so I get to practice about coffee how it is and from there I continue sharing coffee this person his name is Ken and he's also a world um a barista championship he's really kind so he did that and he opened a space for it's a co-roasting space so that's his place right now so it's also where I go to do my roasting as well and without him I won't be here today like roasting my coffee you know, in small batches. 
because I, I'm still not capable to roast a big amount yet, but that's fine. I mean, I like it because I do all, I apply my uh, design skills that I, I have. As you can see, my, my package, everything is a lot different than others. I want it to be different and more expressive and get into details from my coffee knowledge, my coffee skills. From what I know, I apply to it because I would want my consumers to consume the way I like it. I try my best to, to do the best I can and then learn along the way. I've met really wonderful people on the way as well. I mean, all of these, like, although I mentioned all, it may seem fast, but then it actually went for a span of about six, seven years now. And now I'm finally ready to really push myself and getting involved in the business line. Six years seems long in many industry, but I guess for you, it's just another start. And you get involved in roasting coffee now. So there are a lot more new things to learn and to try out. As a coffee entrepreneur, you can design your own packaging and you can use your skills later to do your, to reach your dream, open a coffee shop, roast your own coffee. I think that's a dream for many coffee lovers and baristas. Yeah, but now I want it like more to a studio instead, since I'm like more like a retail experience kind. So instead of cafe, I want to be different again, to have a studio, <laughs> like an art gallery kind of that's good. Life is long and then we have so many opportunities just to explore different new things and try it out. Mm-hmm. So it's great. You start your barista journey from a latte artist. Look back, if you could change anything during the last six years, what do you think you will make it different? Well, if I could change, to be honest, like, uh, yes, it is a long few years, but it's worth it, really. Because if I didn't encounter this journey, I wouldn't be who I am today. Like uh, my mindset, especially. I believe age doesn't mean like, you know, you're, you're matured enough and all that. But you need to go through experiences to, you know, wake up and grow up. Great. So where do you see yourself in the future? I will try my best to, you know, loosen up the community a lot. And by getting everyone together, even non-coffee lovers or like... um. People who just like to drink coffee and don't like to brew them. I want to get them all together, like uh, casually. They can just drop by and just sit down and have a chat or even get connected. I mean, I like to see that happening because of the idea of where I really like uh, Australia a lot, the coffee culture. Although I don't know people around me, like after lecture, I walk down the street and I just feel the vibe. The vibe is there. I want that kind of, uh, which I don't get get it very much in Singapore still or anywhere. But the next the next few places would be maybe Hong Kong. Hong Kong will be, Hong Kong's uh, coffee culture is a lot more stronger, I'll say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't actually lived there, but then I traveled there two times. And two times, it actually proven me right. Like their coffee culture is really very similar to and um, thank you so much and um, is there anything you want to mention something you want to share with us or share with the audience well nothing much but just don't give up in what you love to do no matter how hard it is it will keep you going thank you so much for tuning in to the i'm not a barista podcast where people get inspired and connected through coffee stories if you want to join our community then please subscribe for future episodes and follow us on our Instagram to get connected.
Until next time, keep smiling and most importantly, keep drinking coffee.